for me to start at Nat Geo, that means all I can do is elevate. Ooh. Because Nat Geo is already the top of the top. We've only just Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And in this episode, you'll be listening to Martinique who is the host of Nat Geo's Black Travel Across America, a show in which she embarks on a journey to visit historically listed Green Book locations and modern Black travel destinations. Martinique, or Marty, discusses how she got started in the travel and tourism industry, also how she first pitched this project to Nat Geo three years ago, and how they came calling back three years later, which is a really cool story. And last but not least, Marty discusses the relevance and importance of, the, of her project and what she envisions for herself in the future. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. All right, Marty, welcome to In Living Color Abroad. How you doing? I am amazing. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And for those that are listening, Marty and I had a little, some hiccups to finally get this podcast recorded, but here <laughs> we are. I'm so grateful, uh, Marty, for you taking the time. So let's get right to it. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, please. Sure. So I am Martinique Lewis. By day, I'm a diversity and travel consultant, which means I teach destinations how to market to people who look like me, to people who don't look like me, but to people who are historically been left out of travel advertisements and promotions. I'm additionally serving as influencer manager at New York City's tourism board, the actual city. Um, I additionally serve as the president of the Black Travel Alliance. I'm the creator of the AB travel green book and app the number one resource connecting travelers to the african diaspora globally and my newest title is the host of national geographics black travel across america so as you can see i do numerous things <laughs> don't ask me how i have the time to do it because i will tell you i have absolutely no idea but by god's grace i am here <laughs> <laughs> you wear many hats that's amazing to absolutely <laughs> amazing to hear i also love that you're able to say all that without saying any ums or any Anything. The fact you got it, you got it programmed. That's amazing. Yep, yep. I have it programmed. I have to say it so much, and I, I'm like, no, I can't leave anything out because all of these things take my time. So they all gonna get their credit. Absolutely. Oh man, that's amazing. And we're here going to be talking about this show. So for, for those who are listening, I found Marty's. I think of uh, someone else that I follow reposted your page. I'm like, wait, what is this on that Geo? And then I take a look. I'm like, oh, I see the trailer. I see a couple of clips on YouTube. And I'm like, all right, Angel, you got to get Hulu now. I took off Hulu. I'm like, I got to go back on it. I got to watch the show. I got to see Marty do her thing on Black oh Travel God, so Across much. America. So before we even get yeah. into that, what, what made you want to get into the travel tourism kind of industry in terms of making this possible for people that look like you? What made you get into that? Yeah, so to be honest, I had no idea if you told me 10 years ago that I'd be doing this. I graduated with fashion degrees, and that's what I did for my early part of my career. And then I just got tired of it. And the other thing that I love to do was travel. I've been traveling my whole life. And um, I can remember I was sitting in, on my desk uh, two days before Halloween, and I just was like, I really cannot stand this job. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Paris for Halloween, and, and only for 48 hours. And that trip to Paris was like the game changer that really made me say okay 
okay? I need to step into this space because while in Paris, I linked with a creator of a black travel community over there and he showed me black Paris. And and for the first time, I'm seeing Paris from the lens of a black person, right? It's not the Eiffel mm-hmm. Tower. It's not the Mona Lisa. It's not the Champs Daly's. It's literally like gumbo yayas. It's, it's, it's the, the African bookstore. It's all of the things that James Baldwin and, you know, Nina Simone and uh, just Bessie, which which everybody used to talk about, but which we've never seen as black people because this is not the part about Paris that they show. And so I remember just being so intrigued and I'm thinking if I travel this much and I've never been exposed to where the black people are in certain spaces and I know other people have it. And then I was like, you know what? This is what I want to talk about. And I started working for a brand called Black Travel Journey. And through Black Travel Journey, I would go to travel conferences. And I was at this one travel conference up in Canada. And I was talking about black travel. But then there was a Muslim traveler who was at my table. And she was talking about Muslim travel. And then there was an autistic traveler. She was talking about autism and travel. And then there was a plus-size traveler. She was talking about plus-size. And I realized, like, this is not only about me and what I look like, it's about them and what they look like and how they're traveling. And I'm like, we're all not being represented. All of us are not being considered. And yet there's still one race or one type of people who we see in these travel ads and promotions. And I was like, I'm going to be the one to speak out about this also. So that's when I did start doing the diversity and travel part. So I always love the black travel aspect. I always like the diversity and travel aspect because nobody was doing the diversity and travel aspect. Like literally it was a lane that I created for myself. Now you can find a lot of people who talk about diversity and travel, mm. but you know, six or seven years ago, nobody wanted to talk about it. Mm. So yeah, I, I started that way and um, it's just grown into something so much greater, something so much better. And I'm really, really grateful for my path because it has been so rewarding. And yes, it was a lot of hard work, sleepless nights, <laughs> zero in my bank account, you know, for the right. first couple of years, but now I'm on National Geographic. So I'm like, you know, it, the hard work has paid off and you just, you know, you end up making a name for yourself in the travel space and that's what i've been able to do that's that's amazing i mean the, the dream right that's that's the dream right where you your passions lead you to to being to doing the things that you want to do and it's getting paid right most importantly for the things, <laughs> for the things that yeah. you want to do okay so let me backtrack a little bit where did you grow up in the states I grew up in Oakland, California, born okay. and raised there, um, left when I was 18 to go to school in North Carolina and then kind of been so many places since then. I currently live in London, although I'm not there right now. But, yeah, I, I bounced all around. Where is Marty? That's 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 gonna be the next. That's gonna be your yeah. own show. I'm trying to find exactly. where Marty that's, that's is next. People, people are like, "Why is your Instagram name Marty San Diego?" I'm like, "Cause you never know in the world where I'll be like Carmen." Like they're like, "Oh, makes so much sense." I'm like, hey, "Exactly." So you know. And tell me, so I'm from New York originally. So tell me how you got in with uh, the New York uh, tourism thing. You said how, how you got into that. So it's actually really funny. Um, during the pandemic, I I wanted to focus on my own business. And so I was. I launched the um, I launched the the book in 2020, and the book did amazing. It sold over 10,000 copies. I was everywhere getting all of these things. So Please I tell us your book, by the way. What, what's the book called? Sorry, the book is called the ABC Travel Green Book. It is a modern day green book. So instead of finding black owned businesses in black communities only in America, you can find them on six out of seven continents because nobody lives in Antarctica. But yes, it is a labor <laughs> of love um, that took me some time. And like I said, the app now is. It just came out this year, so you can look in the App Store. It's the ABC Travel Green Book app, um, and it is a, basically a yo 
Yelp, a Facebook, and a TripAdvisor all put into one to help people find Black-owned businesses and Black communities around the world. So please download the, the app or please buy the book. It's your preference. I prefer the app because, you know, we are tech-savvy people and the, <laughs> the, the future of travel is through tech, but yes. please just support. Um, but yeah, so I came out with that. I moved to London. Um, I was dating a person who was like, you don't have to work if you don't want to, but I'm a type of person where I can't really sit still. I don't like idle time. I'm always working on something. And um, my friend Rondell Holder, who is the vice president of multicultural marketing um, and content over at NYC Go, he got the job there first. And he he was telling me about this position and I didn't want it because I, I didn't, I didn't want to work uh, at the time. And then they sent the position to uh, um, the organization I found that I was talking about before the black travel Alliance. And they were like, Hey, we're looking for this. So shortly after that, Rondell's boss reaches out to me and he's like, Hey, we have this job. Will you consider it? Now at first I was like, absolutely not. Like I didn't, I didn't want to go back to corporate <laughs> America, but I had never worked for a tourism board before. So I was like, you know what? This actually might be a good idea. I had always been an influencer manager in some type of capacity, but specifically for a tourism board, I was like, huh. So I, I interviewed and I got it. And I actually really love it because as an influencer, I know what one side looks like, but as an influencer manager, I know what the corporate side looks like now. And I'm able to bridge the gap because influencer marketing isn't something that a lot of people know about yet because it's fairly new, right? Mm. So when you have the traditional way of marketing for a tourism board, you're thinking like journalists and press trips, but they're not paying people to come in and create content. I'm like, no, with influencers, this is how we eat. You know what I mean? This is how we pay our bills. Like you have to pay these people, but also their reach goes so much further because of their following on social media. And I don't mean that you have to have 20,000 followers. You can have 5,000 followers, but if 4,000 followers out of your 5,000 followers are engaged, we've hit the jackpot. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where I really had to like explain why influencer marketing is important, why it's effective. And it has done so well for the company. So yeah, I've been there actually going on three years this April. Wow. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a great journey. That's a well. That that's so that's so awesome. And you make great points. It's a, this is the this is the age we live in, right? The marketing influencer, whether we like it or not, yep. it's effective and it works. It's, everyone's on their phone, so that's Absolutely. that's how people consuming yep. consuming your products. So that's that's a great that's a great pitch for that. Um, all right. So you mentioned okay. the New York tourism. Let's go back a little bit. You mentioned that yours your um app and the book that you created is the Modern mm -hmm. Green Book. For those who don't know. Please tell us a little bit about the Green Book that was created pre-civil rights in the U.S., if you could, please. Absolutely. So the Negro Motors Green Book was a book that was created between 1936 and 1966 from Victor and Alma Green. He was a postal worker who had this idea that he got from one of his Jewish friends because at the time there was a Jewish travel guide to, to let Jewish families know how to travel in upstate New York and the Catskills. So he had this idea because at the time black people were being becoming um, automobile owners and they were taking those trips to see their family members up and down Route 66. Now, during this time, you're talking about segregation, you're talking about Jim Crow laws, you have mm -hmm. things like sundown towns, which mean that, which meant that when the sun went down, black people needed to be far away from those places or else they could physically lose their life. So black people were only driving at nighttime or if they were driving, they were driving and not stopping because once they looked in the car and saw that you were black, it was a wrap. You see what I'm saying? Like they knew you were black, so they knew they could mess with you. So he created this guide that lets you 
know when you're driving through the different states where you can stay in terms of guest house hotels and motels, where you can eat in terms of restaurants, what gas stations welcomed you as an African-American. And it literally was a publication that saved black people's lives for over 30 years. Now, a lot of people's introduction to the Green Book was through the movie, The Green Book, that had nothing to do with the book that did not shed the light on how amazing this book was because it literally was the Black Travel Bible during those times. So now taking that same concept with safety being an issue for Black travelers, you know, as they're traveling around the world, I created the neat, I, mean, I created the ABC Travel Green Book because for one, I wanted us to support each other when we, you know, go around the world. Secondly, I wanted to make sure people were safe. So if you feel like you're in a situation, you can easily find people who look like you so you have some solace and you have some peace of mind. But lastly, because so many people didn't realize that there are black people in Colombia, there are black people mm. in Japan, there are black people in Turkey, South Korea, Panama, like there's so many black people everywhere and I wanted people to know. So it's like, okay, there's this black owned hotel in Morocco as a black person or as any traveler, if you want to support black owned businesses, this is how you do it. There's a black owned hotel in St. Lucia, there's a black owned hotel in Grenada, there's an African tour or Afro-Colombian tour in Cartagena, there's an Afro-Colombian tour in Panama, there's an Afro-Colombian tour in, in El Salvador. I need you to be able to connect with these people so your experience is different. It's not only what the publication shows, it's not only what the TV shows show, these are things that are left out of the museums and the history books. So I took it upon myself to be able to say, this is how you have this, this different experience as a traveler so you can learn about the black communities that's been there. Because more than likely our history has been erased from everything. So let me connect you with these people who are going to tell our story. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say past that, past what you just said. I mean, I can, first of all, I can listen, you have a great host voice. I was like, I was like, I just heard your voice over, <laughs> over the trailer. I, I know this voice. <laughs> no, but I mean, everything to 110, 100%, 20%, everything you just said. Let's focus now on America. So my podcast obviously is called In Living Color Abroad. Focus on people abroad, but I think what you're doing right now is so important because I think as, as someone that lives abroad, and also you could probably relate to this a little bit, you live abroad as well in London, is that we might get caught up on life abroad, right? It's like, oh, this is abroad, I'm here, now this is my context. But we, we might forget sometimes what's going on back home, whatever home might be for someone, in this case, the U.S., right? So tell me yep. about how this opportunity to host I mean, Nat Geo, we're not talking about whatever. We're not talking about channel, your, your, your local broadcast channel in Brooklyn, New York. We're talking about Nat Geographic, National Geographic. What? How did this I'm come up? You. I'm telling you. I mean, it is, it is such a crazy way it came up, and people don't believe me, but National Geographic found me through Instagram. Wow. And I tell people all the time, regardless of what it looks like to anybody else, be consistent on your Instagram. Tell your story on Instagram because people really do look up things through hashtags. And that's how Nigel found me. Now, mind you, I was signed to a production company who pitched the same exact show to Nat Geo a few years earlier. And they said no. But because they were ready and I was ready on social media and I had already created my personal page as well as my business page, which is Marty underscore San Diego or at ABC Travel Green Book. They found me through there. The first interview I had with them, they were like, you're the person for the show. And literally two weeks later, we were filming. Wow. Literally happened that fast. Now, mind you, I got the Nat Geo email. I was on a yacht in Turkey for, <laughs> for a press trip. Live the life. I opened up my email. <laughs> 
I'm like, who's playing on my phone? I was like, yeah, okay. Nat Geo is asking to talk to me. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I show it to my friend. I'm like, she's like, no, I think I think this is actually real. And I'm like, she's like, check the, check the girl's email address. And for sure, it was really somebody from Nat Geo. And it's, it's a lady named Victoria Donfer. She served as the assistant producer on my show. I call her my Nat Genius because she and two girls were the ones who came up with the, this specific show. And she's so brilliant and talented she's you know a black girl graduated from howard and i call my not genius because her mind the way her mind works is just so powerful but you know nat geo is filled with black people and they had the opportunity to all work on my show together and that in itself is powerful because it's not geo you know what i mean like people when they think about nat geo they're not thinking about a black girl from oakland who's dressed from head to toe speaking about black history they're thinking about penguins in antarctica or (laughs) you know whales in the wild but now you have me this black girl who is like super confident who loves and and is passionate about black travel and who literally wants everybody to know and that's what the world got and it still you know hasn't set in with me or i still haven't fully comprehended the fact that just like you said like I'm on that deal. That's nothing small. And I was right. telling my mother the other day, you know, for me to start at Nat Geo, that means all I can do is elevate because Ooh. Nat Geo is already the top of the top. And right. I was like, God is so intentional with the life that God sets up for us. God put me at the top instantly. I didn't have to start, you know, anywhere else. I started at Nat Geo, and I, I probably will finish at Nat Geo. But mm. if I wanted to go to a Netflix, if I wanted to go to HBO, I already have that those grounds to stand up. I don't need a ladder to get there. I'm already at the top, and mm. I'm truly grateful for that opportunity as well. Wow. I mean, I mean, what that resonated with what you just said, you mentioned three years ago, you hit him up like, hey, this is what I want to do. And you said they weren't ready. Right. But not three years later, they're ready and you were ready. Right. That's a, yeah. so always because you said you don't know when it's going to come up again. You right. You know, know the opportunity. You so you got to be ready. You got to be ready to say go. Right. The moment the opportunity yeah. does come. And because, again, obviously your hard work and your perseverance obviously made this happen. Right. Uh, for, for you and your faith in yourself and obviously all this stuff to be like, all right. Yeah, this is what I want to do. I'm passionate about this. And of course, that shown through in that interview with that Geo. <laughs> I mean, and I was I was ready. You know what I mean? Right, and right. came to me with the idea, and I already knew. I was like, oh, we should go this place, this place, and this place. Oh, yeah, connect with these people, these people, and these people. And, you know, because black travel is literally, black travel history mm-hmm. is literally what my heart desires. I can talk about it like it's nothing because these are the facts and the people who I already know. These mm-hmm. are heroes to me, mm-hmm. and they're known. I call them the most known unknown because somebody knows about them, but the majority doesn't know about them. I'm like, God is using me to tell their story. Mm. There's no way Victor could Victor Green could have thought I'm gonna make international history one day. You know what I mean? There's right. no way he thought about it. He was just literally trying to keep people safe. But if God has to use me to tell his story on National Geographic, gosh darn, I'm gonna do it. Mm. So yeah, life I, has been uh, it has been really good. That, that, I have been able to see God's promises and everything that I do. That's a that's amazing to hear. And now let's talk about a little bit about the show, right? Because again, I've seen I've seen two trailers. One based, I think, out of Missouri, Kansas City, and one based out of Denver. These these uh, clips that I will post on my page that are on uh, YouTube. You guys could check it out if you want to. Black Travel Across America. And um, what I liked about it is the fact that first of all, just you being a great host and asking amazing questions. But you said the focus is is not on you; it's on these people's stories. 
And I think that's such a powerful thing because I'm going to have no, I'm like, I don't know these people, but now I'm knowing a little about them. I'm getting a little window into their lives, into the history, like you said, of black travel in America for for 100 years, right? And what that looks like present day. So tell us, to so those people that might be like, all right, all right, you know, why should I check out this show? Why is this show important today in 2023, Black Travel Across America. Why? Oh my gosh. So this show is beyond important today in 2023 because these are the destinations that you frequent, that you had no idea had such a bustling and amazing Black community where Black people thrive. But not only that, Black people thrive, but tons of people came through, right? If it wasn't mm. for the Black press, nobody would know about these, these, these neighborhoods because the Black press was the only people who were actually covering it. But for people to go to Denver, repeatedly and not know about the Five Points District and how historic it is, this is the information I'm telling you. For people to go to Harlem and not understand, as you're walking through the blocks of Harlem, you're literally walking on history, right? Mm -hmm. But also, for people to go and support those Black-owned businesses that are there today, that are literally keeping the legacy going because they continue to thrive just like they thrived between 1930s and the 1960s. So it is a it is a reintroduction to travelers about some of their favorite destinations of things that they never do. And the main reason I always tell people that I would love for people to watch this is because in 2020, the Negro League Baseball celebrated 100 years. It was their centennial. But what else happened in 2020? COVID. Mm. So I was literally in Kansas City with Bob Kendrick, with the commissioner of Major League Baseball, with all of these baseball giants celebrating this. And then COVID happened three weeks later. So what did that mean? That meant that these men who were by far the best baseball players this country has ever seen, and I didn't make a mistake when I said that, who were by far the best baseball players this country has ever seen, they did not get their rightful commemoration because of COVID. There were all of these things scheduled for during the Major League Baseball games. They were going to have on the Negro League Baseball jerseys and the hats, and they were going to pay homage to these men, and they never got that. So the fact that people get to learn about that Negro Baseball Museum, now that's run by Mr. Bob Kendrick, on 18th and Vine in Kansas City, for me, that is so important because you got you got Buck O'Neill, you got Hank Aaron, you got Cool Papa Bell. These are men who were breaking records and barriers mm -hmm. for America's greatest pastime, which is baseball. So I want people to know that story. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely got to check out. Wait, so you, you covered that about the baseballs in one of your episodes? Yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, okay. I got I got definitely that one. I'm a big baseball fan, so I definitely got to check that one out. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. so I mean, that's a, you're right. And it's like everything is always relevant, right? Like we have to in order to learn we have to learn from history as well, right? So, just because this thing happened in the past doesn't mean it's forgotten about, right? And these people are still right. living. Like you said these people lived through that time period. So, we got to see Absolutely. what their lives were about and and what's happening now and why you said it's still relevant today in 2023. Okay. So, man, I mean, I, right now I just want to get off the phone with you and go watch an episode. That's <laughs> So I, got, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I got more more I to talk it. about. So um, this is great. So Black Travel Across America, how, how, it's a series, correct? It is actually a documentary for oh. right now. Okay, it's a documentary. Uh, we're working okay. on on more episodes, and you'll see because at the end of the after at the end of the documentary, people are like, "Where's episode two? And so <laughs> it's also funny because when Hulu put it into their system as well as Disney Plus, it says season one, episode one. And I was like, I ain't correcting them. I'm not changing them. I'm <laughs> manifesting the rest of these episodes for myself and the rest of these seasons, literally. And it's so funny because the girl who I was saying is my nat genius. She 
literally has written out eight different seasons. So it's like God, from 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 my mouth to God's ears, we're ready to do more. There's so much more to be able to tell people. So I hope that people enjoy it. If you want to see more, go on Instagram and just at Nat Geo TV and tell them you want to see more. They have been responding and they understand. So yeah, we're we're getting it started. Oh my God, that that that's amazing. So uh, hour and a half documentary. An it's hour. a 47 minute. Okay. 47 minutes. I'm sure you could have made yep. it two hours if you wanted to. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, each each destination could have been its own. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, that, that's a, that's amazing. So, give us... A, I'm going to watch it. So, but to those that are like, all right, I want to watch this too, give us a little sneak preview of what should they expect, like maybe the opening, opening two minutes, opening five minutes of this amazing documentary. Nah, I'm not going to give y'all oh, no. I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all to go watch it. But it is, um, it can get you a little emotional because you, you really start to see our traveling conditions back then or why we mm. had to do things. But the best part about this documentary is that they did not show black people in distress or in struggle. They show black people living their best lives through the automobile traveling with family, looking absolutely beautiful and being able to enjoy travel. You know, a lot of times when we talk about black history, people talk about the struggle part. So you only get to see how we struggle through something. But no, you're going to see how we progress through something, how we persevere through something. And that is a very, very important factor throughout the whole documentary to see black people in this light. So I hope you guys truly, truly enjoy it. Make sure you check it out on Disney Plus. Make sure you check it out on Hulu. It is there indefinitely. So share it with your mama, your friends, your <laughs> church, your work. Share it with everybody and make sure they see it too. And like I said, if you like it, go to Instagram and at NatGeoTV or send NatGeo an email so we can get more seasons. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely do all that. I'm going to put that all in my show notes. And so <laughs> let, let's close up because, I mean, I don't, you, you, you always close it off so perfectly that I don't feel I have anything else left to say but, but we, have, we have to do a lightning round before I let you go because I know you're a very busy woman uh, let, I always like doing a lightning round at the end of my interview so basically first question first answer that comes to your mind one word answers you ready yeah alright let's go uh, favorite place that you visited on location during the filming of this documentary Oh, Ruby Jean's Juicery, Kansas City with Mr. Chris Good. And when you get to that part of the show, you'll understand why. That was in the trip. Was that on YouTube? Yeah. I saw that. That was so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guy. He's amazing. Okay. 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 Place that surprised you the most? Ooh. Denver, but when you get to Denver, the last scene at Teeley's, you'll understand why. Mm. Oh, always go with the teasers. I love it. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and final, final question. You can answer however you like to answer it. So you okay. talk about manifestation, all these wonderful, beautiful things. So what do you mm-hmm. see for Marty San Diego, Marty Nat Geo slash San Diego slash all the other hats you wear? <laughs> what do you see for yourself in the future? Um. So I see the number one travel app that uh for that black travelers use and i see the number one travel app 
in general. I'm trying to beat out everybody. I'm trying to beat out TripAdvisor. I'm trying to beat out Kayak. I'm trying to beat out Sky Center. So I see the number one travel out for myself. I see myself having a full series, but it not only being specifically for America, but it being around the world. Because remember, black people are everywhere. And I want to have my own travel channel, um, like literally my own travel channel, where I'm able to give a lot of the content creators that I've come up in this industry with their own shows so they can also teach you about what they love and I'm hoping um, in two years to be able to uh, have my own bowling alley in a place called Ballard. It is a neighborhood in Seattle, but a half half bowling alley, half um, half roller skating rink uh, because it is a fantastic neighborhood and I want to uh, put something there. And then lastly, I want to have some accommodation. And so regardless if they're B&Bs or hotels, I want to have it under my ABC travel brand and uh, so you guys can stay in some black owned places so that's what I see for myself in the future and being a trillionaire but you know that, that that's something small so you know but yeah <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode with Marty I most definitely did um, one thing that just shines through in talking to Marty is her presence honestly I'm like yeah you sound like you're a host of a show <laughs> That's exactly how she sounds. Um, and it's just so cool to listen to her speak about her passion, right? It's very obvious that this is something she's very passionate about. And no doubt why Nat Geo asked her to do it and to headline that project. And in watching the trailers, um, I'm really convinced I got to reopen my Hulu account <laughs> to watch this amazing documentary that I hope turns into a series because it is very important. And as she mentioned, I don't got to repeat what she said, but it's relevant now, just like it was relevant, the Green Book. 60 70 80 years ago right and not just obviously based in the americas but also around the world right the, the black diaspora is in every corner of the globe and is very important to document and promote those experiences and those realities um and then include them into the into the mainstream right narrative of places to go places to see um including voices that are not always heard and like she said in the conferences that she went to right it was plus size people that are plus size people on the on the autism spectrum all these different all these different uh groups of people that don't feel seen right but now they could create a platform where they feel more seen and they see others that they can see themselves in their identities or that their experiences reflect their own experiences and that's always very important for people to feel included um and things that everybody does and deserves to do which is travel <laughs> but yeah hope you enjoyed that episode as always if you like what you hear please leave a review and subscribe on a podcast follow me on spotify and any of your other favorite streaming platforms see you next time this is a living color abroad peace <laughs>